Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix Please put your hands together and make a little noise For your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys Ooh, Bosco's boys Come on, boys Go Cats! Woo! There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Taylor Bratt is back. Podcast number two, sadly, having to do it over Zoom because COVID is a bitch, but we teased it for you guys. He is here. He's going to try to show up Van Malone. Van did a good job, so you have a lot of work in front of you, Taylor. Gosh, I know. It makes me nervous. Van's a baller, so I got to step my game up a little bit. I guess I can't just yell Go Cats the entire time. Uh, you know, I think, you know, between three to five times, that's good. You got one of them in. I think if you can work two to four more in, I think you'll be doing all right. Awesome. Well, that, that'll be easy then. Go Cats. Definitely. I love it. And then also, <laughs> we are recording this on July 15th, so we're putting a little bit of faith into Will in his outfit to the veil. But I'm pretty sure today we are also dropping the Taylor Bratt Bringer of Cats t-shirt so if you want to look at that head over and look at us at social media on instagram and twitter but the link to the shirt assuming it is out is in the description of this episode taylor you got a sneak peek of that shirt uh i I think i think you did you justice oh my gosh i never thought i'd have a t-shirt so you know i don't even know where to begin with that Uh, i'm pretty excited about it but yeah you guys made me have to go paint my moped purple so uh I appreciate you guys for making me step it up, realizing I didn't have a purple moped. So that bad boy, you guys got a sneak peek at that. Uh, so I'll, I will save, I guess, my post for post Monday of the purple moped. I love so, it. I love it. But yeah, that 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 happened. So now we got a purple moped that matches the purple Jeep. So we're rolling. I love it. And you know what? Just real quick before we roll into the questions. We have to give a shout-out to our sponsor, betonline.ag. Grant, I have a question for you. If you wanted to bet on some soccer right now, where would you go to do it? Uh, Betonline.ag. That's very enthusiastic. I appreciate it. I didn't know if I – High energy, Coach. He's high energy. I had to fly up – the recruiting department. He's not going to be able to do it. I had to fly up to the ad read to make sure I didn't have some line I was supposed to say. But you know where I would go? Betonline.ag. I love it. They are not only got a voice for that radio. You got a voice for radio. Exactly. Grant can do it when he puts some effort into it. I'm just going to say this. If you want to bet on all the futures, because NBA's coming back in the bubble, NHL in the bubble, Major League Baseball, all the futures, all the game lines, anything you can want, go to betonline.ag for your welcome bonus today. So betonline.ag. All right. So, Taylor, the first question, I'm going to dive right into it because 
I'm lucky enough to follow you on Snapchat. I've seen all the great stuff that comes from K-State football and social media. And especially what I loved was seeing how much fun you guys were having over after you beat OU, Mississippi State on the road, and just beating the shit out of KU and Lawrence. How much fun was it being around the program, inside veneer, around those guys that entire 2019 season? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was just a ball of energy. Everything was exciting, cool. Uh, the, it was – it was a – I don't know, it's hard to explain because we were just having so much fun doing it and hoping to keep doing it. And the guys responded well each week uh, and buying in more and more each week, and that's what you want. And, sheesh, it, it, it felt like a, a whole new building, really, walking around in there. I was – fired up for our guys and our coaching staff you know when you're putting together a new staff and a, and a new system and it with a new basically doing stuff from new and it's working I mean it's exciting which one of those locker rooms was the most fun after the game I mean Oklahoma was unbelievable because the crowd was we're trying to keep the crowd from coming in the dang locker room so I mean that was uh that was plenty good I mean for me it's it's yeah that other team, but uh, I mean that's the locker room that you know that's the one you want to win in the most. So, but the OU game, the guys were so fired up. Oh my gosh, I mean it, there was I think a couple of dance videos put out on Twitter. Everybody had their Snapchat out. I mean Snapchat was going crazy, and so uh, I know I think I I couldn't. It was almost like the Fourth of July. You know, on the Fourth of July, everybody always all they do is snap fireworks. You know, and you're like, gosh, I'm tired of seeing the fireworks. But on the, after that OU game, I think I watched every player's Snapchat, and I never got tired of it. I was like, yes, love it, yes, I love it. Go Cats, baby, we're rolling, let's do it. I mean, you would see all of them, and you'd just have to watch them all. So, it was a great deal. Yeah, last year OU was easily the most fun I've had at a game in a long time. I hope we can recreate that atmosphere sometime soon. Um the last year recruiting was opened up uh, more than it had been in the past, giving you, you know, one of the better recruiting classes in the rivals rankings <clears throat> in the last decade. What was the key in taking things up, you know, another level for, or what's the key to taking things up another level for the 2020 class? Uh, I mean, just, I mean, right now it's harder than it's ever been, but I mean, cause we're a school that kids need to come visit and we try to plan out zoom meetings and FaceTimes and, snapchats and video games and tours but uh i mean last year it was great i mean especially after wins i mean when you have a when you have recruits here after you win a game i mean it makes it uh, remarkably better and uh some of the, building these relationships getting to know these kids more and more uh getting coaches on the road around these guys uh you know it was just a whole new ball game and we were having a good time with it and the coaches were all about it so i mean it's all the coaching i mean the kids got to come to play for the guys. I mean, I can be cool and fun, but at the end of the day, I'm not the person leading their position meeting. I'm not the guy with them on the field. So, and I think all the coaches did a great job. Definitely. So last year when we recorded with you back in the Tallgrass Tap House, uh, you made a point to say that every guy that you recruit, you have to have a different pitch. You have to talk to them. Uh, you know, and tailor their recruiting specifically to the guy. Was there any pitch that went over better uh, with guys with this new staff than maybe it would have in the past? Or, hey, it just was able – kids really responded to anything with this new staff? Uh, I don't – you know, I, 
gosh, dog. I think every coach kind of had to do a different approach. I mean, that's kind of the deal, you know. I mean, every coach has a different approach. Just like when we hired Coach Standard, uh, T. Denson and T.J. Smith talked about how cool he was when he was at Syracuse. So you knew you were getting a good hire. But everybody's got a different approach, and everybody's kind of done. Let's say Coach Wyatt, he's been at a bunch of Power 5 schools. His approach might be the same. And then my approach, he'll just tell me, hey, this is what I'm hitting with this kid, and this is what we – awesome. Or what was your last conversation like? I really like the database we use because we put notes in there and everybody can see the notes. And so when each coach gets off the phone with a guy, he puts in his notes or let's say he something on Twitter, you know, that somebody else might have missed. So you just put it in the notes and everybody's seen it like a news feed, kind of like Twitter. And, I mean, that's a pretty cool uh, thing we're using right now, and it helps tremendously. That's awesome. I, I need to try to hack in there and see all your guys' notes. Come on with it. I'll just give you the <laughs> password. Perfect. I'll get in there, and uh, I'll just start adding some stuff I see on Twitter, too, and everyone's going to be like, who the fuck is Scott Wildcat? And you and Van Malone will be like, no. <laughs> we, we know Scott. He's cool. That's right. I'll say right. he follows me on Snapchat. That's where it all goes down anyways. It all goes down on Snapchat. It does go down on Snapchat, and I, I have to say, you need to just start doing a Pimp My Ride episode with your purple Jeep. I think, I think you need to get <laughs> Emily and all the uh, social media people out with masks on, of course, and get a little exhibit going and do, do a Taylor Bratt Pimp My Ride episode on well, social media. You know, what I was hoping before all this happened during the season this year, I'd just leave the doors off, uh, at least the front two, and let uh, hopefully people would come in. And as they're walking the parking lot, hop in there and take a picture of it and tweet it out. I was going to retweet them after the game. See how many tweets, how much we could build up of uh, hopping in the purple Jeep and all that good stuff. Make that the next uh, social media challenge, the Taylor Bratt challenge. The Taylor Bratt purple Jeep challenge. Game day purple Jeep challenge. Let's go. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe not 2020. Fingers crossed. Who knows what might happen. But 2021, after you guys, uh, you know, go 12-0 and in the COVID season, 2021 there's gonna be lines to take pictures in that jeep amen i can't wait i can't wait to see this place be special and i'm hoping it happens this year but there's nothing like this place on a game day nothing so and that's the hardest part it's just like getting kids here to visit it's hard to show you can be as passionate as you want and care as much as you want but it's hard to show it over a zoom call rather than getting them here and doing it face to face and that's the best way to do it so well i'm hoping too. I think Chet from uh, Kansas Sports asked me the other day, he's like, if this was – and this he got me on the Zoom, I think it was in uh, probably two months after all this kind of happened, and he goes, if you could be anywhere at the end of July, where would it be? And I said, at a dinner with a bunch of recruits at the table and my family. I said, chilling off K-State. If I could go anywhere right now, that's where I'd want to be. So. Reviewing the 2020 class, I know you love all the guys, obviously. But is there one or two recruiting battles that kind of stick out to you that you really had to sweat out and you celebrated, you know, super hard when you got the commitment? I mean, TJ and T were both that way because they were mid-year guys. I mean, Will Howard at the beginning, I mean, he was visiting Georgia and doing all those things like that. So, I mean, you had – that was stressful. And uh, Whit Mitchum, I mean, that was a big one at the end. I mean, he showed up and looks unbelievable right now. So does Taylor Warner and Felix Andike. Felix, geez, holy cats, that was a – he's got a chance. 
But I mean, who would have who would have said a long time ago that White Hubert would be uh, the sleeper of that class necessarily? You know, he was a two star. We were his only offer, and people were probably fired up at us. And now look at him; he's going to be he's got a chance to be an unbelievable player this year. Oh yeah, he's showing up on national award lists. He's going to be an All American contender. Uh, if, if the Big 12 wouldn't have uh, blacklisted Grant and I from media days, I would have put him as defensive player of the year possibly. Definitely first team. I, now, I did warn him about growing his hair out because, you know, what are you Campbell, talking about? Junior, Ian, no, not you. <laughs> guy, you look good. You look good at it. So does Wyatt. But, you know, those defensive ends that we've had that have long hair by their senior year, after after the senior year, they don't have any hair. So I tried to warn him, and he even brought it up. He goes, yeah, I know. I'm going to look like Ian Campbell. I said, okay. I'm glad you already know. You already did your research. I love you, Ian. Shout out. Love you, Ian. He's Ian? a good-looking guy. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, he not about a sexy it. dude. Sexy bald or whatever it is. What is it called? Yeah, he's sexy a K-State bald. sexy bald. You got Ian. You got Brian <laughs> Smoller, uh, Ben Lieber. Who else is on that list? Gene Taylor, sexy old man with no hair. <laughs> <laughs> we love Gene. And you know what? I, I have a question for you, Taylor. If you weren't going to shave your head, but you're going to shave somewhere else on your body, what website would you go to get the tools you need? What is it, Manscaped? Yeah, you know it, manscaped.com. Lawnmower Lawnmo 3.0, 90-minute battery life, and you can manscape in the shower. Not everyone can have the charisma of Taylor Bratt, but if you want to have charisma below the belt – Go to manscaped.com. Are you saying that right in the, in the day, new day and age? <laughs> I'm saying whatever I can to get people to click over to manscaped.com. Use promo <laughs> code armchair for 20% off. And guess what? Not only do they have the lawnmower 3.0, but they have the best body wash in the world, and they got ball deodorant. If you're pounding the pavement as hard as Taylor Brad is, you might need some ball deodorant. So go to manscaped.com. Promo code armchair, 20% off, and free shipping. So, I just want to hop in there. We know you can't comment directly on any of the 2021 guys just yet. Stupid NCAA rules, I know. But you guys got off to such a hot start early on in the cycle. Did that just come about because of all the success you guys had on the field in 2020 and the coaching staff finally had about a full year to build relationships? Yeah, and when I think about, like, when I look back at my calendar and I look at who was going to visit, let's say the week after spring break, the amount of kids, we were going to have a kid almost every day visit. And I'm talking to a dude. And when you have to shut all that down, including even guys that are currently going to be on your roster, like there might be one or two walk-ons that couldn't even come see your place because of it all. But, I mean, when I look at that calendar and how much whiteout I'd had to use and how much, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the visits we were, sorry, can't, sorry, you can't. The couple of junior days that we had, we had, and we were trying to single up guys because it's more special. I mean, it's more special if I have four kids from someplace come up and visit rather than bring in 40 of them. And we had that set up almost every day. I mean, it was impressive, the schedule we had set up for it. And to have that shut down was, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, it's like my wife's like, you can't even go to Dylan's right now just to talk to people. I said, I know it's killing me not being able to talk to anybody right now besides FaceTime, Zoom, or Snap, or Twitter. But that that's what happened. And it was whew, it was rough, and it was tough, and it showed for a while. I mean, it was hard for us to get guys. And, and I think it doesn't matter. You just got to get kids here. I mean, that's the 
that's K-State because to most of them it's still in Kansas. You're, uh, I mean, to an out-of-state guy from Florida, Atlanta, it's Kansas. They're still a little like, uh. I mean, Zach Dials has said it before. Uh, Terrence Sweeney just said it on a podcast that he was on. He's, that's from Houston. He was like, man, it was tough. I was worried. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And when they get here, they all love it. They think it's the greatest place in the world. But to, to getting kids here to visit is important. And to getting kids to Kansas to want to stay and play is important. And it's hard because a lot of these kids think that the grass is greener. They want to see what else is out there. And I and it eats at me because I'm a fourth-generation Kansas kid. And I keep telling them, man, this is the best place you can be imaginably because of the support. You're close to home and the people will care. So, yeah, it was it was a rough go. And, I mean, it started off hot and then it got a little rough. And then we're doing well right now and what with what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so we just got to figure out what they'll give us. This, uh, I guess, September, as of right now, will be the first time we can get kids here. So we've already started to schedule some visits and go from there. We asked our very good longtime friend, uh, Van Malone, and we've got to ask you, uh, what has recruiting been like, you know, from your perspective in the COVID world, not being able to host guys, not being able to have camps and evaluation periods? You know, what strategies have you guys used to kind of wade through that? And also um, – I know you mentioned like just recently it's zooming is not the same, you know, opposed to visits, how important those are. What do those virtual visits look like typically? Uh, well, that's kind of, so right after it happened, you know, we kind of, we're trying to get our bases, trying to figure out what to do next. Well, what we started doing was we were going to the football office every evening. I'd have the head coach come with me every Tuesday an offensive coach come with me every Wednesday and a defense coach with me every Thursday evening. And we would FaceTime almost 10 kids. And I would have it drawn up to where each one of those kids' FaceTimes was a different part of the tour. So let's say week one, that we, we show them the field, the stadium lights on, and we show them the locker room. Well, week two, those guys that saw week one, they'll now see the weight room and the academic center in the front of the building. Then the next week, what they'll see is the equipment. They'll see the theater room, and they'll see the press box. And then the f- fifth one, or the fourth one, they'll see Jardine Apartments where the guys stay. Fifth one will be a campus tour. I mean, we, we just try to prolong it, keep them interested, and keep them coming for more and more. So each week you would do a little more. But you can't do it all at once, or you might not get them back on there because they've seen it all. So you had to leave it a little intriguing. I left up the weight room. I think the weight room was uh, uh, the third part of the third one. But we had it down to a scale and I would know like, hey, if he's a new guy, this is what we need to do now. He's already done one or he might have done one and three. He still needs to do two. So that's what we were doing on the Zooms. And then after we kind of got them through a tour, we followed up with a, uh, like an all staff with um, uh, department staffs, like uh, the strength coaches, the trainers, the uh, academics, and our nutrition. And all four of them would talk to, a, let's say we'd have three guys on a call. And all three of those guys would be on the call with those four, and we would have them go in order. And I would start it, Coach Kleinman would finish it, and we'd make sure we'd had a position and a recruiting coach. And sometimes we'd have the whole staff on there, offense and defensively, if it was a defensive guy. And we were doing that uh, almost four to five times a week, and almost three to four guys times a guy. I mean, guys on there each time. So, and then you had some kids just driving all the way to Manhattan. And that can either hurt you or help you because some of the guys you'd rather fly to Manhattan so they don't know the drive. And uh, so that's just kind of how it goes. But we had maps set up for them. If they drove here, we could send them a map that had places to eat, where to go, 
what to see, uh, that kind of stuff. What, what, where the apartments were that jarred on because they've already seen them through the Zoom or a FaceTime, and we would go from there. Yeah, it sounds like you guys really had it down to a T, and it's fun to get a peek behind the curtain to see how you organize that. So uh, one question I have for you, because I know you, you wake up early. You're about up as early as me because you and I actually have exchanged some early morning phone calls. But I want to know, day in the life of Taylor Bratt, you're waking up. How quickly are you Zooming or FaceTiming with recruits or current players? Uh, uh, are, are you showing everyone all the work you're doing on your, tra- or on your Jeep? Uh, did yeah, anyone, I'm always showing them the Jeep. I'm were, were, you, them were you asking players? Swing yeah, swing sets. Were, were you asking for advice on how to build the swing set? T- take me yeah, through a day I asked a couple of guys out uh, the state of the west of us about uh, some Jeep parts, what they thought of some Jeep parts. You know, what do you think of these fenders? What do you think of this bumper? Um, we were having fun with it. I think all those guys were definitely intrigued. I mean, what dude doesn't like either fast cars or big trucks, right? So, but uh, day in the life, I don't know. I mean, I'm usually waking up early, getting a little workout in, and then uh, you start Snapchatting, Twittering, texting as soon as that happens. Or with, I mean, you, it, it usually just takes care of itself. I mean, it just you just start firing away. Um, it depends on the day. We might have a graphics to send that day to each kid. We might have something else, a generic text, um, just something, and you just start rolling. I try to do everything over Snapchat because it's more personable and you can do a cool image. And the guys are – kids are more involved in Snapchat than they are anything else. So, Is your Bitmoji yeah, – do you think you have a good Bitmoji on Snapchat? I think it matches me. I think it matches my hair. I think my uh, I got a super power quaff for a bit emoji, and I got a super power quaff right now. I mean, I'm quaffing so hard right now I can't even stand up. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think my bit emoji. I mean, he's got a purple shirt on and uh, some chubby cheeks. So I think it looks like me. It needs a bigger gap between his front teeth, but I think we can pull it off. So Derek Young of K State Online, he did a story about a recruit, you know, asking you about campus, and you gave him a FaceTime tour of the facilities about 10 minutes after that. You know, fans love that about you. How often are you just dropping everything and giving, like, FaceTime tours like that? Anytime any kid needs it. Anytime. If I had a kid text me and say, hey, I want to see the stadium lights tonight or the gear, I would be dropping this call and going there right now. Well, hopefully. My wife, my <laughs> wife gets it. She's been going to K-State games since, I think, 92 or something. So, you know – uh, and then having a dad who's a football coach, you kind of understand the importance of especially recruiting, and um, they kind of run the show. Well, if, if someone does try to do that, just get a second phone, keep us on the Zoom, and that would be an episode right there, listening to Taylor Bratt give a tour. You uh, <laughs> so, so would enjoy it. Oh, I, I'm, enjoy sure, it. I'm sure we would. And, and, again, just one quick uh, final shout-out to the sponsor, betonline.ag. They're the name sponsor for – our show and everything on armchair. So we give them two shout outs for every show. Again, get over there to bet on all the soccer, uh, NFL futures, major league baseball futures, uh, NBA playoff futures. Guess what? They still have NCAA football futures out there. Taylor can't make any comments on any betting. So I'm not going to ask him to, I'm going to tell Grant, if I were going to bet on anything, I would bet on Iowa state under football wins because they suck. And Matt Campbell is a fraud. So, 
we're going to get into the fun questions. We know you've been waiting for the fun questions, Taylor. So, oh, boy. Yeah, here, here's the fun ones. And Grant, he, he's more creative than me with the fun ones. So if he goes rogue and asks stuff that isn't on the outline, he can feel free. So first off, I want to know, again, your shoes have become almost a character in themselves. Do you know how many purple shoes you currently have and how many have you added since quarantine started? Yeah, it's been pretty bad since quarantine started. I think the whole spending money has been pretty bad during quarantine started. But uh, I don't know. I think total, I mean, my wife knows. I know she would know. But maybe it's got to be over at least 40 pairs. Custom custom has got to be almost (laughs) 10 to 15 custom pairs. All right, so what are you looking for for the next custom pair? Do you have a design that you're thinking about? Yeah, I want to get some purple Birkenstocks. Oh, I love it. If, if, if I get the plastic ones, then I'll paint like zebra stripes on them. And if I get some real ones that I can get the, the whatever dyed, the uh, whatever dipped, then I would do that or dye the uh, whatever it is, the tops, because they're leather. So I think that's the, like the only style issue I don't have that's in purple. I got cowboy boots, Sperry's, dress shoes, uh, sneakers, whatever. I got all that Vans. Um, all that other stuff, but I don't have any Birkenstocks. No sandals. I do got some homemade sandals, though. I know uh, John shouted me out for my homemade uh, Nike sandals that I made. Yeah, I think I think a picture made it to the uh, internet for those. Those were creative. Well, when you're locked in there with my two little ones, they're they're running. My littlest one is probably as wild as I am. So uh, it, it's pretty active in that household. All right, question number two. How many bush lights have you drank so far this summer? I think we should put a little over-under on this one, too. Jeez, we should probably go per day. No, I'm joking. Uh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Quite a bit, though, I would, I would guess. I, I mean, guess. what is it? It's July 15th. I got a text from a, a, a guy I know, pretty important. He says, don't worry, you can't get the COVID. He drinks too much bush light. I said, thanks. So. <laughs> Well, that's true. I, I, I don't know if I know anyone who throws bush lights back quite like you. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. So, <laughs> I'm with you on that. I love bush light. It's like one of my – I have a huge soft spot, for, soft spot for bush light. So, you and me, we're one and the same. In that there we regard. go. I love well, it. Yeah, and, and I'm sad that we have to do it versus Zoom, but keep your eye to uh, – to the veneer mail slot because I'm going to be sending you a recurring guest koozie since you're officially a recurring guest. So you'll have yes, some mails, baby. You'll have some mail showing up to the facility. I think we're going to have to get van some koozies and might have to send Ryan lackey one so he can uh, drink a bush light with you when this is all said and done. Yeah. Ryan doesn't like to keep up with me. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Um, so here, here's my question for you. you. You mentioned your wonderful wife earlier, and she has to be a saint for having to keep up with you. So my question for you is, where was your first date with your lovely wife? Gosh, I mean, it was during football season, I think. So we went, and Thursday night was our night off. So I think we went to Coco Bolos. I think we went to Coco Bolos a lot, enough to where they threw us a free engagement party. So, uh <laughs> So, I mean, we were we, – we had a, a permanent spot in there on Thursdays. And we dated for about four years, I think, three or four years. So, wow. But, yeah, she is a saint. They call her Saint Leah for a reason. So, 
<laughs> that's a lot to put up, especially with two and one more on the way. So let's uh, woo. Hold on. Wow, one congratulations. October, October, and we're waiting to find out. We're waiting for the gender so I can hope. No matter, I can hope all the way to the end that it'll be a boy when it probably won't be. But at least then I got the hope can stay alive. Hey, there you go. Congratulations, by the way. I didn't know that. I didn't either. It's going to be a boy. We'll put some positive energy on that. It'll be a boy. Yes, positivity. That's how you beat the COVID, baby. Positivity. And then, and then you have to name the boy Bosco. Well, I was going to name him Bash. Bash. That's pretty close, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, that would be a great name. Well, I always wanted it to be like I would know that Bash is a brat. You know, that way they would always get the last name correct because it would just feed right into it. All right, we ask everybody this. I don't really know why. I guess we're sexual deviants. Lockers are brief. Yeah, you guys have already asked me. I'm a second coming guest, and I've already been answered. Oh, yeah. We asked you, boxers are briefs. I can't remember that. You go commando, probably. (laughs) COVID is commando. Is that what that means? Yeah. I haven't put my boxer briefs on for a very long time. So, all right. So, did we ask you the uh, food competition question? Oh, uh, I don't know. But <laughs> okay. So, yeah. if you if you were going to compete in a life or death food eating competition for someone your same height and weight, what? But you get to choose the food. What food are you choosing? Wow. Uh, either chili dogs, chili dogs, <laughs> or man, or uh, probably f- I could do some mountain oysters or fried catfish. I could crush some fried catfish. You know, I, oh, okay. I caught, I fried up some fish the other day that I caught and skinned and flayed for the first time, and it turned out pretty damn good, Taylor Brad. I think you would have enjoyed it. Yes, I could. I could do that. I have not caught a catfish good. though. I tried to catch a catfish, but I don't know how to prepare it. They got a big, thick skin, don't they? Yeah, just gotta you rip got to, it off. Of there. You gotta teach me. Yeah. I, good luck. I guess maybe we'll have to do that one of these days. I'm not uh, working on the jeep. Maybe. That sounds like a plan. All right. <laughs> I'm just gonna combine these next two questions. Uh, which of the coaches on staff are the best golfers, and who are the worst golfers? Oh, the best golfer, there is a best. There is a best, and that's Coach Messingham. He is the best. That's so uh, That seems so obvious to me, actually. Uh, I feel like Klanderman would be good at golf, too. Uh, no, he's not. not. He's not even in the top three. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Are, all right, do you have a ranking of the entire staff? Let's hear it. No, I don't have a ranking. It would probably go. How's climbing? He would be probably two. Okay, I can see that, too. I bet he can crush it. I think three is probably the spot where a couple could fall into. And maybe Joe could fall into that one. Uh, I haven't golfed with enough of them. Troush, our sports nutritionist, can golf. He's so long. He hits it far. Um, the worst, you know, it's got to be a coach or can it be like – because if it's the worst, I probably got to give it to my man Hank Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> Hank's not a duffer. I mean, I tried to get him to come play, and he just isn't into it. He goes, no, nah, man, I just suck too bad. I said, dude, don't tell that to anybody. Just come out and play. I don't know about full-time guys who would be the 
I'm sure there's guys there that don't golf, and I just don't know who they are. I'd be interested to see uh, B.A. or Coach Ray go out and golf. And if you take Coach Klein, Colin, out to golf, just remember he's going to take 15 practice strokes, <laughs> and he's going to make sure that they are perfect before he hits the ball. So you might be done in five hours. I learned yeah. that at the Great Bend Catbacker, I think it was. A Great Bend Catbacker about six years ago. And, that yeah, I think it was Collins when Collins' first time he ever played. And we were the last ones back in the clubhouse. <laughs> but he makes sure he always brings up to his closest to the pin. I don't know how that ball got to be the closest in the pin, but he did win that one. So He's yeah. a perfectionist, man. Well, and he's just also slow because Travis Tannehill loved to tell the story about how he hates eating with Colin Klein. Oh, yeah. He's the slowest eater, chews every bite a hundred times. <laughs> so, that's hey, why he's, hey, that's why he's so skinny. He's full by the time he's done eating by the halfway point because he just takes so much time eating it, you know? Yeah. His belly so, fills up. Someone needs to take him by the training table when that opens up a little more often. That guy – it's, it's crazy. He probably weighs half as much as he did when he was playing. Heisman finalist. No question. All right, so the last one, I can't remember if we asked you this one the first time or not. So if I doubled this question up to you, can just hit me in the head the next time you see me. But who bleeds purple more, you or Willie Wildcat? I mean, Willie wakes up and gets to just be himself every day. I still have to wake up and, like, put on purple. So Willie might have me beat, but I'm right there nipping at his heel. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the best competition, but he doesn't have to change his wardrobe. So he's a pretty lucky dude. I want to ask you this question. It's completely out of left field. I saw it on Twitter yesterday, <laughs> and it was making me laugh because the replies I thought were ridiculous. Who do you think would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? I mean, I got to see a grizzly all day. It doesn't take me any chances to even think of that. Fucking easy, right? The entire well, – everyone I'm, was saying gorilla. I'm, I'm pretty biased now. There's a pretty big reason why I'll pick the grizzlies. It's double the size, by the way. Oh, is I mean, it double? I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Silverback like gorillas are like, a, like 800 pounds. Let's see. Let me see. I think, my, I think uh, well, I picked the Grizzlies because my dad's been a Butler County Grizzly for about 40 years. So, I mean, okay. if you would see the amount of Grizzly stuff I have at my parents' house or my parents have, you would be like, yeah, there's nothing. It's just like this house at K-State. I mean, my sheets are purple. All the girls' are sheets. Um, my oldest was walking around in their cheerleading outfit all day today. Their routine, their routine is better than mine because they wake up and they play the marching band every day. Oh. They march band and they crush it. So, so at least they're doing a marching band and they're not sandstorm yet. Cause yeah. then, then you'd have to my teach them some naughty my words. Youngest one right now, my youngest one would be ready to sandstorm right now. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Grant, did you pull up the weights? I did pull up the weights. Grizzlies 900, silverback 500. Okay. Grizzly silverback is strong as shit. Like very strong. I don't strong. know. My, my instinct was the gorilla. I mean, gorilla. It's got to be gorilla. It's got claws. I don't know. I just feel like you just changed your mind. No, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant to say grizzly. It's got to be the grizzly. But everyone, everyone's saying. I'd be interesting to see because the gorilla's so elusive. Everyone's saying gorilla because they're like more agility. It's gonna That's know the mean, pressure points just... of the bear. And it's like it's not gonna know the pressure points. It's a fucking ape. Like it's literally just gonna fight and bash. Like it's got to be a grizzly bear. I mean, you saw what it did to Leo. <laughs> 
All right, well, everyone tweet at Bosco's boys and let us know who wins a grizzly or a silverback gorilla. But those are all the questions we had today. But, Taylor, we always like to let the guests uh, say whatever they want. Final address all the boneheads, all the K-State fans out there, anyone listening. What do you want to tell the public? Man, uh, there's a lot to address. There's a lot to say. Sometimes saying nothing is even better. But, uh, you know, everybody stay positive. Keep fighting through this together uh, as a community. Uh, support each other. You know, positivity is the best way to attack everything. And uh, let's not take steps back. Let's move forward and let's uh, love each other and treat each other the way we should be treated. And, you know, let's support Kansas State and support us. And, you know, we appreciate all that you guys do and believing in us and believing uh, in the direction that we're going and what we're doing. And uh, we're as excited as everybody else is to get to playing to get to doing what we do best. I mean, a lot of – everybody's been affected. Everybody's been affected by all this. and. Um, there's no way to get around it, and we just got to move forward. And hopefully, that everything will be back to normal eventually, or um, all that good stuff. So, I love awesome, it. awesome. Well, we love you, Taylor. We love all the fans. Um, Grant, do you have anything to say? I would like to say same thing. Stay positive. Wear your masks. Respect and the social distancing. Baby, that too. Get tested if you have symptoms. Love your brothers and sisters. We'll get there eventually. Meet me at the Cathead. Sports Social Podcast Network.